0: when you first start a marketplace, you need to create what we call a single player game. So it's, you know, as you said, starting a business is really hard. Now starting a business trying to serve two different constituents is twice as hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you have to pick one. And so you have to create value for one side of the marketplace before you create it for the others. So we created a platform where the single player game was, we wanted to create a credible place where when a salesperson made a claim, there was data backing that claim.
1: How are we doing? We are back for another episode of Hospitable. Hospitable is a podcast powered by OmniBoost, with the idea of exploring how um, we can make hospitality more human through technology. And so that's why I'm excited uh, for my guest today, uh, half of the twin founders of Hotel Tech Report, Jordan Hollander. Jordan, thanks for coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me, Rob.
1: Yeah. So, you know, really... I love your kind of story. Uh, You founded Hotel Tech Report as a twin myself. uh, I love my twin. He's my best friend. (laughs) What's it like starting a company with your twin brother? How did that, I mean, uh, take me from the beginning. How
0: did this come to be of you and your brother co-founding this company together? Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think in general, it's uh, starting a company is really hard, and I think any two co-founders will go through ups and downs, right? As the as the business ebbs and flows in the early days, and you're finding product market fit, and you have differences of opinions on things um, naturally. Like you know, any relationship, there's points of tension. Um, but at the same time, I think, as you, you know, probably as a twin, uh, there's no one in the world that you trust more uh, when you're when things. When shit hits the fan, when things are tough, um, that's the person that you, that you trust with your life. And I think there's, you know, when, you're, when most people are out there looking for a co-founder, uh, you're kind of like taking a leap of faith with someone and you hope that it all works out. But when you have a twin, you've got a, you know, for us, it was a 32-year track record or 30-year track record yeah. of uh, what the other person's like. So that helps a lot in those, in those you know, tough moments. Uh, but kind of going back uh, to, you know, to the founding of Hotel Tech Report, I'll give it the, you know, 10,000 foot view. So uh, Adam had started a company called CityKey, which was a platform that helped hotels uh, sell off property experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was kind of like we're Groupon, well package you know, a spa offer, a local act, tour, and activity, and then sell it to Groupon customers. The idea was that hotels have all these customers coming into their properties, what if the hotel could create these partnerships and then monetize them to drive, you know ancillary spend? Um, and so I joined on with Adam uh, to, to work on that business during my second year in business school. We got about 250,000 dollars of equity-free financing through grants and pitch competitions, and eventually got into an accelerator with Princeker Venture Capital, which is the family that founded Hyatt. And while we were in that, that accelerator, we were uh, we were in Chicago in the River North area, and we we set up an experiment where we sent emails to all of the GMs in the area. We obviously like got you know gathered their email addresses, sent them cold emails with email tracking, um, and we didn't get a great response rate. And so our advisor at Prisker Venture Capital is like, guys, you got to get outside the building. Why don't you just like go into these hotels? They're all around us. Go to the hotels, ask for the person that you emailed and like just see what happens. So over a two week period in Chicago, uh, really sweaty summer days, we're walking around these hotels and we talked to like 70 different individuals who we had emailed and either didn't open our, or they opened our email, but they didn't click or didn't respond. Um, but we knew we, we knew they opened it, so they saw our message. And we kind of came up with a few insights about why it was so hard for us to scale. Um, they were like, guys, look, first of all, in this market, we're getting about 200 emails a month from vendors. Um, and not all of those are technology, but a lot of them are. Um, and so we can't respond to all of them. So we ultimately just ignore most of them. Um, unless we have a really like, acute pain point that, you know, that we're dealing with right now. And it hits spot on. But how often does that happen? So like you guys aren't there. Um, and they're like, of the of the companies that are interesting, uh, half of them tell us they're the best company in the space. Um, so I don't know how everyone can be the best company. There has to be some sort of hierarchy here, there, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that, that we don't know how to validate. And the other half tell us there's such a new innovative product that there's no competition, there's no one like them. And they're like, no offense, guys, but you fit in that second bucket. You want to turn my marketing manager into a Groupon sales rep. I don't know where this fits in my PL, Like, I don't know how to pitch this thing to my ownership group. And so they're like, that's kind of the challenge that we're facing when we're getting outreach for technology sales. And they're like, there's another part that makes it even harder for us. And the other piece is, we have this adverse risk reward profile, and so the idea that they didn't say it in those words, but that was kind of our analysis of what they were telling us. They were like, "If I'm the GM of the Hard Rock Hotel Chicago, and I say Key is a great product, I really want to work with them to my owner. And let's say there's a GDPR breach, there's uh, you know bad reviews that come from it, some kind of bad experience for guests. That my owner remembers that I said this was a great product, and there's personally vested." negative downside for me if i if i if i promote this product internally and we adopt it and it goes poorly if it goes well if we try city key we're driving new revenue and it's going well there i'm not going to get a promotion i'm not going to get a bonus it's like great you did your job so it's kind of like things go well business as usual things go poorly you're the sob who said we should try this thing and now yeah. what are you doing with your life um, and so that that kind of so th- all of those dynamics coming together Tons of vendors in the space, lack of information and this adverse risk risk reward profile. And they're like, we're just kind of not going to do anything like our hotels operating. Like, let's we'll just control what we can control and keep moving on. Yeah. And so, um, you know, expediting it to our, our insights here, we saw that, you know, we needed to create a way for, the, the vendors needed a way for the, these hoteliers to diffuse responsibility. So first of all, they needed to see like, what is the actual ranking of products based on data? There was nowhere for them to see that. Mm-hmm. The second thing they needed to see was uh, a, a way for them to share information with their owners. So instead of that hard rock GM saying, we love CityKey to their owner, they could say, we really think this city key thing could be interesting. We think we could drive, you know, a 10% increase in net rev in total rev par. But look what other owners are saying about this on this profile, where there's real time reviews, and make a decision for yourself, owner, so that the owner can actually take responsibility without having to get involved in a sales demo and getting deep into this. Because a real estate owner who owns a, you know, a 40 million dollar revenue property doesn't want to deal with. Uh, $800 a month subscription, <laughs> Like, they, they need yeah. a lightweight, bite-sized, accessible way to do that. And so all these things coming together, the, the V1 of Hotel Tech Report was creating something that was easier for us to sell so that we had reviews on the platform. The Hard Rock GM can say, go to the profile, to so the owner, make a decision for yourself. And they could say, look, this is the number one in the you know upselling category at the time. And so we ended up going to pitch at high tech And this was initially a part of our blog that was designed to just drive us new demand for our product. We pitched, went to high tech, tried to get other vendors on for collaborative marketing that we had like 70 signups in the first day. Um, And so the kind of the rest is history. We realized there was a much bigger opportunity in what we were doing with this. Um, than the old product where we could help all technology companies de- deploy uh, faster and more efficiently into hotels and create better in- and information and more transparency for those hotels as a result. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to today, we have 290,000 monthly users. We work with almost every company in the space from all the publicly traded companies to startups in Brazil and Israel um, and everything, in bet- everywhere in between.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really cool to hear that kind of story. And you know, having founded my own company in my previous life and going, you know, working at Accelerators and going through that process, um, you know, really understanding and, and realizing that a lot of times your initial idea isn't always the right one. It's the starting point and it's going on to the market and iterating, which I think is really cool that you all did. And for those that don't know, Hotel tech Report is the hotel industry's app store where millions of hospitality professionals discover the best software and, and technology solutions for the properties. And that's, you know, Omnibus is obviously a, a proud partner and, and and on the Hotel Tech Report uh, family and, and and do some safe stuff with there. And that's why we wanted to have you on. And what I really, you know, love about Hotel Tech Report is the fact that there's connectivity, right? And so I want to get into, you know, this podcast is all about, you know, how do we make hospitality more human through through the use of technology, right? So yeah. talk to me a little bit, you know, when you were building kind of versions two and three and, and really con- making this place a connection place, what was that process like of, you saw, you know, you went in high tech, you saw this thing happening. Talk to me a little bit about where, where like, that big moment of like scaling really started to look at. Uh, what was the insights? What was the data? What were the reviews? What were the thing that really started to like hit that acute pain that hoteliers saw, but also software companies were able to really connect the dots of why they should be
0: connecting onto the platform? Yeah, totally. So the way that we've thought about the evolution of a marketplace, and this kind of maybe even goes broader than hospitality, is when you first start a marketplace, you need to create what we call a single player game. So it's you know as you said starting a business is really hard now starting a business trying to serve two different constituents is twice as hard um and so you have to pick one and so you have to create value for one side of the marketplace before you create it for the other so actually the the you know the funny enough part was the first problem that we solved was on the vendor side where these sales reps were going out and saying we're the best xyz in in our in you know in our space. And the buyers didn't believe them because there's no validation or data backing that. So we created a platform where the single player game was we wanted to create a credible place where when a salesperson made a claim, there was data backing that claim. And so the second phase of, of, you know, once we had all the vendors on board and we were creating value for them by helping them close more deals through trust and transparency, that it's not just like, here's a case study that we increased revenue at hotel abc by 6000% uh, that this is something that really backs those sales claims with authentic filtered and verified unfiltered and verified reviews so now so now there was the value there and then the next phase was getting the hoteliers on board and that's all growth marketing that's really what uh, a lot of what, what my job is day to day getting to that 290000 user number and so that was really the scaling point like the first part was like very slow wiring up getting the vendors bought into this so like this could actually be the thing that helps you sell faster and differentiates because there's so many products in a lot of different categories in our space where it helps understand some of these more niche products like our former business was. Um, But the scaling point was really when we figured out demand gen and and where the hoteliers were. And they were on Google, they were on LinkedIn, um, they were talking to their peers and figuring out mechanisms to tap into that, where hoteliers in the past just didn't have that information. And so they pushed all these conversations off to the side. They're like scared of technology. They think it's like a foreign language. And Reality is the stuff is in rocket science. Like SaaS has gotten uh, you know so much better. The integrations have gotten better. Um, if you look at any other vertical of software or, or horizontal software in, in the business space, it's moving closer and closer to mimicking what we use in our uh, in our personal lives. And so if you can if you can now have a property management system that has a similar UI to like. Instagram, obviously, it's not gonna be that simple. There's more functionality needed, you don't you no longer need to worry about all of the hardcore IT and architecture questions. Sure, it matters like where your data is being stored, and what kind of certifications are out there, like, you know, ISO and PCI compliance for payments, and, and all that stuff is really critical. But any person who works in a hotel could go and evaluate software. Um, and that and, and that means that they now have access to information they didn't have access to before. Whereas 20 years ago, it was a CIO who was making a software decision and then telling their you know, 10,000 front desk agents at a management company, hey, go use the software I picked. Whereas now everybody can have skin in the game. Everybody can make an opinion. And that's yeah. really what created all of this search traffic in, the, in our space is like lots more hotels were searching for software. And that's what, what we really tapped into. There wasn't any good information out there prior to Hotel Tech Report.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's really interesting, right? When we think about especially the hotel space, um, when you walk in, you want that experience, right? Whatever that lobby experience you're looking for, you walk in, you go check in. And the more that the, whoever's running the front desk, whoever's involved in that customer experience, the more that they could be present and have the right technology, right tools. Like you said, if it's built more like Instagram, somebody can walk in and execute that, right? So that onboarding becomes really yeah. easy to onboard new new hires. They can get up to speed faster, which means they can then um excel at their job faster, right? I think yeah. what we notice, especially, you know, back in the day, is you lost that knowledge. If somebody left, you lost a lot of visit customer knowledge, process knowledge, day-to-day knowledge, but now with different technology tools, you can really leverage that and make that a more seamless experience, whatever hotel property around the world is. Yeah. And having well with with the world shutting down and and the way hospitality reinvented um, during and after the pandemic, evaluating software and making sure you have the right software, the right tools, the right tech is really, I mean, important. So having a place yeah. that makes it easy for people to find, uh, I think is really cool. What was, what was y'all's affinity to hospitality? Was it something that you always wanted to be in, you know, when, when Adam started City Key, did he knew yeah. that hospitality was a space? Was it something that you grew up in or how it just kind of fell into it? Talk to me a little bit about why hospitality? Why did that, niche really call to y'all
0: yeah i think um well i was also working at starwood at the time when when adam was working on that business but i think it's the same calling that we we all have to it it's like something that's super relatable so when you're i think when you're you're young like everybody's traveled and you can and you can understand that and most people start with like a b2c idea in the space Uh, but going to business school, you realize that B2C ideas and travel are really hard and there's a huge (laughs) graveyard of those types of companies. Um, and so the next thing you think about is like, okay, well, like scaling a trip planning app is really hard. So you kind of look at, okay, well, like, are there ways that I can get there faster, um, or with a lower risk profile? And you start to look at the other constituents in the space, but, you know, travel is the thing that connects all of us. Um, I mean, every single special occasion, whether it's a honeymoon or bachelor party or a family reunion at all centers around travel, all of our best memories, all of our most salient memories, something everyone can relate to. And then when you think about that from an economic sense, it's one of the biggest industries on Earth because everybody experiences it um and so it's something that's that just really creates meaningful connections uh amongst people but then you have those like really you know shitty experiences where you get to the hotel and they overbooked or you know they you know you go my my mom is a huge uh, uh she used to be a huge Win fan in, in uh an encore in vegas and she would she would go three times a year big gambler and every time she would go, they would, and this is an amazing hotel company that has done amazing from a brand perspective, from a service perspective, in, in many respects, she would get to the front desk and they would say, have you been here before? Like every single person it's like, yeah, I was here three times this year already. <laughs> um, and 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 so she's actually moved to another property now after like 10 years as, as a loyal yeah. win fan. Um, but it's those kinds of like little interactions where, you're, where, you know, a hotel drops a ball and, uh, and, and, t- and most of that is related Technology. How hard is it for it to pop up on the screen with her recency, frequency, monetary value from their CRM and and uh, her favorite game? And you know, are you going to go play Hold'em today with uh, so and so dealer, etc.? So I think uh, that's that's really what drew us to travel: is the connections, the memories, and then trying to think more practically about how do you participate in this space in a way that you know maybe isn't on the consumer side.
1: Yeah. No b2c stuff is is a lot of fun, but uh, hard to to go up. But I mean, you also. Yeah, you went B2B in a way, but also creating a marketplace is really hard because you talked about the chicken and the egg, right? Yeah. Um, conundrum. But you t- you showed us how you did drew value to one side first and the other second. I think that's where most marketplaces fail is is they try to build value simultaneously, which is not always easy to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really cool and, and how hotel tech reports really driven that value. And then you think there's a lot of, you know, ancillary reasons why hotel tech reports really impactful for businesses too, from link backs to a place that you can share articles to The ability to connect with your peers, the ability to just drive uh, another place that's not just your website. Because you know your website's great, but sometimes you know it's really easy to create a website. So having that that kind of other place that you can kind of guide to, see a score, see reviews, and and tie those loops together provides confidence, right? So tell me when you look at you know data is obviously super important. You just shared this story about your mom, and you know I've worked in sales and marketing my whole life and use every CRM out there and CRMs are great, but they're only as great as is the data that you keep in them, right? So similar to a marketplace. So what are some of the things that you see as we scale and hospitality continues to grow globally, what are some of those trends that you're seeing from data and how we leverage that data uh, from your view of, of what you're doing with Hotel Tech
0: Report? Yeah, in terms of how we leverage data or how technology vendors are leveraging data? Technology vendors. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, it, it really depends. You can kind of go category by, by category. Um, you know, if you're talking about CRM, like the, you know, we've all seen those emails. That's like, you know, the hotel that you stayed at for a work trip that sends you like a come back for Christmas and you're like, well, you're a business hotel. And like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it, it was, a, I was there for a work trip and this isn't the right occasion and they don't have the right tagging and segmentation. Um, and so I think just get, we're, we're getting better at Understanding the types of data we need to capture, uh, because historically, you know, we just we didn't have that information. We have recency, frequency, monetary value. Uh, we don't really we we don't really have any sources to enrich the data with social profiles um, or other audience data that we can that we can enhance. But you know, if we're thinking about it, instead of sending me like, you know, instead of going after a sec, your entire database or uh, the last two years, anyone who spent more than fifteen hundred dollars with you and saying come back for Christmas, you could, you could look for people who have traveled for an anniversary uh in the last you know 5 10 or 15 years so it's a meaningful anniversary or an engagement and invite them back at the right moment for for that but in order to do that you need to understand that there was that special occasion there and so that's understanding the special occasion data and if you don't get that in the reservation um you 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 know you could get that through guest experience software so like whether that's a messaging system or a contactless check-in you could be asking the right questions to understand that guest Um, And so I think those are the kinds of those are the kinds of things on the CRM side that are that are getting really interesting. Um, The fact that like we're starting to capture the right data to make those better. Uh, campaigns happen um, on the revenue management side. Obviously, like revenue management's been way out ahead in terms of you know using uh, market level data in terms of you know uh, forecasting demand. There's there's so much data out there, and, and the revenue management companies like Duetto and Ideas are obviously doing an incredible job there. Um, on the guest experience side, <clears throat> I think they're getting really good at um, obviously like AI is a huge conversation right now. Generative AI and naturally like generative AI has started in the guest messaging space. The um, just yeah. because it's like, you know, it's it's call and response, which is exactly like what ChatGPT is. Um, and a lot of these vendors, um, you know, have been doing this for years, maybe in a more rudimentary way where it's like anytime the keyword towel or, or the keyword pool hours comes in that we have a, a canned response, similar to what we have with Intercom on Hotel Tech Report when, when you guys are writing in. Uh, but I think the guest messaging players are getting really good at, you know, leveraging and, uh, you know, a uh, GPT-4 type model to really have a conversation with a guest and analyze what are their needs and, and feed back to them the right information. So I think there's some really interesting stuff happening there as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's really unique and it's really exciting to see how that's going to play in. Um, are you all using generative AI any, in any way in your, your build out of the product and future releases?
0: Yeah, so Intercom actually has released uh, a, a product called Fin um, that, that basically it's... Uh, generative ai for customer support Um, and so we also host our help center so it has all of our documentation about the platform on uh intercom in in their help center product so now anytime someone asks a question finn can actually query our entire help center uh, database that has all the information about what dates do the Hotel Tech Awards start and how does the HT score algorithm work and what, how do I place an advertising request? All those things can basically be automated. So we're starting to experiment with that a little bit. Um, we've talked about doing like a chatbot consultant for, for hotels, but again, it comes back to structuring the data the right way. Um, it wasn't how our database was set up, so we really have to plan for the future um, in, ter- in terms of that. And you know, there's one other project that's coming later this year, which we call the, the Tech Stack Audit, which we're really excited about. Um, traditionally, the way that hoteliers use Hotel Tech Report is like. you know you're looking for a a property management system or a CRM, you come to Hotel Tech Report, you're trying to find the best matches for you. So you say, I'm a 57-room bed and breakfast in Stuttgart, Germany, like what's the best PMS for me? We query the database, we make recommendations, but that's all about someone knowing they have an issue or knowing they have a need. So the tech stack audit will, instead of being uh, reactive like that, it'll be proactive. So any hotelier can come, they can tell us their tech stack and we can run an audit that will tell them, okay, well, this property management system isn't rated as highly as this one is in your segment. Here's why this one has better reviews for uh, hotels in Germany for, as an example. Um, and you're not using any contactless check-in software, but you do have a guest messaging platform that offers contactless check-in. If you're not leveraging that right now, you should. So what we want to do is add generative AI into that so that it could really be like a custom written report for every single user. Um, so that's, that's, that'll kind of be the first foray for us that'll come probably Q4.
1: Awesome. Sounds like some really cool stuff uh that you're working on and and uh really excited to see how Hotel Tech Report continues to grow. And you guys launched, what, six years ago now? So it's about six years, seven years in your journey. Yeah. Uh and it feels like you're just getting started. It feels like just from this conversation, some of the conversations I've had with Adam on the um outside of, you know, this, yeah. uh it feels like you're just getting started. And that's really exciting for the space. I think there's so much opportunity in a hospitality space to they connect a lot of the dots. There's so many different property management systems. There's so many different property management companies, different hotels all over the world. You talk about travels, what ties all these things together, being able to, to really make that more connectivity that connected with that connectivity is going to be huge for hotels Mm -hmm. with global footprints and also local hotels, right? Like your local bed and breakfast, sometimes you're going to get really cool guests coming from around the world to, to a small part of the world where um, they want that really personal experience. So being able to leverage yeah. that and see that connectivity and find those, those, those um, opportunities to to grow and, and evolve, I think it's going to be huge, huge in the space. That's pretty cool that you're on the forefront of that.
0: Totally. I think it's a, it's a snowball effect. Everything, it's not, it's not necessarily that it gets easier, but as as you get bigger, the, the smaller decisions are that you make have more leverage around them. And so, Something like a tech stack audit we couldn't have done three years ago, four years ago, because we just didn't have the data to do it. Um, And so it just opens up new doors along the way, which is really, really exciting.
1: That's awesome. What are you most excited for? What trend or thing that you're most excited for that you all are building uh, as it relates to hospitality as we head into the back half of this year and looking at 2024?
0: Yeah, I, I think I, it really is. So number one, the tech stack audit. And number two, we're, we'll be launching um, an offers program where vendors can offer exclusive uh, promotions to hoteliers to drive in, you know, demand for a specific need period and give hoteliers even more monetary value. So those are two projects I'm really excited about. The tech stack audit is really just You know, even for thinking about like a GM who doesn't really think about technology from day to day, like we want to give them the tools that all they have to do is fill out like a four or five field form and we can give them a full in-depth analysis of their tech stack. It's not like one of these 40 page canned analyst reports that's super expensive and time consuming. We want to make it really easy, easy to digest and understand. And that's not just. I mean, that that works for experienced GMS. It works for brokers. You could imagine a broker selling a hotel and telling the new owner they're looking for new cash flow opportunities. Hey, this hotel doesn't have upsell software. Upsell software can increase total rent par by thirty percent. And when you're buying a property, that's factoring into your underwriting. So a broker yeah. could be using that. A buyer could be using that. Hospitality students could be using it. They could go do an internship. They can pull out this analysis, and they can instantly add value to their employers. So I think everything that we're doing is trying to say. I, I think you know a lot of industries tend to have the Wall Street effect, where like they want to like make it seem as complicated as possible, so that, that whether it's you know the gatekeepers and whether it's consultants or our uh, technology companies, whoever it is, can get paid more for it. What we want to do is make it really easy to understand, because we know that's going to grow the market. That the more people understand about technology and the more they feel confident with it, the more adoption of technology there will be, which ends up turning into better and more consistent service for guests. Better experiences in terms of uh, an HR perspective for hotel employees. Uh, there's nothing worse than being stuck in the basement of you know a downtown San Francisco hotel where you're in the back office, but it's actually just a dungeon in the basement, and you're crunching numbers in Excel all day like that. No, that nobody is that when they come up and they take a you know, they take a quick uh, front desk shift while the front desk is in the restroom or grabbing lunch nobody's friendly after they're doing data crunching in a basement dungeon. Like, so what yeah. we want to do is take all that boring uh, stuff, you know, the administrative tasks, the tedious stuff, make it really s- seamless. Um, that's what technology is all about to make everyone happier, which makes them better at delivering hospitality. Love that. I mean, that's, you know, one of Omnibus, um
1: core, core of our essence, right. Is giving create, you know, humans more time to be creative, right. Uh, with a lot of our, our integrations and what we do is, is help. To make the mundane right and that's that's kind of where we step in and i love how you talked about um, technology needs to be intuitive right and one of the i always kind of like use our example we we have a, a new product owner's portal um, that's designed for independent owned property management right and the idea behind the owner's portal we're building is something that's very intuitive right an experienced gm or a new gm or a student can step in and, and leverage that tool yeah. i think technology by nature we went through a period where we made technology overcomplicated and I think we're realizing what we need to do. And you, you brought this up at the top of the show and Instagram like feel like if you know how to use Instagram and if, and you know how you can use any technology that has the same look and feel that intuitive design to products, I think is huge. So it's really exciting that to hear right. that the things that you're doing is, I mean, similar to us. I mean, that's why we align so well with, with HDR is um, okay. how do we create tools and processes that we can make easier and make it more intuitive so that you can spend more time being hospitable, being with your guests and, and leveraging that. Cause as you said, no one wants to be, (laughs) no one's super friendly after sitting in a dungeon, crunching numbers all day. So I love it. I'm really excited to see what y'all got coming and, and uh, really cool. So as we close out, I always like to ask uh, a question. Uh, What is your um, worst travel experience and what is your best travel experience that you've had that that, sticks out in your mind?
0: Yeah, totally. Should I stick to I'll I'll stick to hotel experiences off the top of my head. So uh we can start with the worst one, which was really a bummer for me. But we we grew up in my family going to this hotel called the Mauna Kea in Hawaii on the big island every single year. My mom went there every year growing up. It's a iconic hotel. Um, it was owned by the Japanese for a while and they sold it to Paul Allen, one of the founders of Microsoft. And now it's, I think, like a, a Hilton, one of those like Unbound collection or one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was like some of our best childhood memories. We went there. Um, they stuck us in some like horrible, like wrong rooms when we got there. They had no idea that we had like as a family had come there for like 40 years. Um, they let the property completely go. We get into the room and there's like this massive wall in the room. We, we, we actually have a family group thread. That's a joke of this experience called shrunken art collectors, but there's a piece of four by four art on the wall in this massive room, like a, you know, a 10, 10, 12 foot wall, 10, 12 foot <laughs> ceiling. And there's like a four inch piece of art in, in the middle of the wall. And we, we were joked that they're a shrunken art gallery in our hotel room, but we ended up leaving the property, going to another property nearby. They were great about understanding that they, like the GM knew that they let service go and, and underinvested in renovations and that they just let the public get to the beach. So it was like crazy, but that was kind of like one of the biggest letdowns hotel wise, sadly. Um, so yeah, hopefully- that's tough if- It's especially because
1: it's got so many childhood memories attached to it that- Yeah,
0: and, and it's not just us. Like you walk around LA and you'll see people with like Monakea shirts. It's just like a thing, like, like everyone's been there basically. Um, so it's sad that, that, that they let that property go, but that apparently they're putting some money into it. So hopefully they can turn it around. Um, and then best experience, I would say, is uh, Chileno Bay in, uh, in, Los, in Los Cabos, in Cabo uh, in Mexico. Um, just the, some of the best service I've ever had. Incredible property. Um, but I always I always kind of like compare rooms to Vegas because I think Vegas has the best hotel rooms of anywhere. Um, and so they're like Vegas level rooms in Mexico, um, incredible pool, incredible beach, um, little taco shack right on the right on the sand. Um, but I think the thing that really stood out to me was we went to their sister property Esperanza for dinner one night that has an incredible restaurant overlooking the arch in Cabo. And in the lobby, they had someone rolling cigars, like uh, local cigars. I had one. I only smoked cigars on vacation, but like I had one. And, and I don't know anything about cigars, but I was like, holy shit, this is like the best cigar I've ever had in my life by far. And we were leaving the next day. And so I texted the concierge from WhatsApp. Um, I texted them to see if we could get some of those cigars and they sent someone over to the property to go buy me some out of petty cash and then brought it to me right before my flight so that I had them for the road. So that was like just like one example. But it was like throughout the experience, you're in the pool during the day. They have a bartender coming around with like jello shots and like fresh fruit <laughs> on like a floating bar tray. Like everything was just completely perfect. The spa was incredible. So highly recommended the uh, the Chileno Bay uh, auberge in, in Cabo. Love that. I think... You know, it's really easy.
1: It's really easy to take those things for granted. Those little, just things that make your stay more enjoyable, and then also just that extra step of service, knowing that they could have said no, they could have done that, but just to take the extra step to to run and go do that for you makes a big lasting impression, and also makes a customer for life in and in a lifetime value of a customer who will return on a regular basis versus you know maybe never coming back. And that's a big difference, and I think. As humans you know i, I understand if the world travel is today we're seeing so many issues with ice being overbooked and this and that like it, everyone's trying to get back out there just that extra step of being human the human element of of being able to do those things will always stand out in our minds we're humans we want connection we want that interaction and it's when you when you hear people's travel stories it's always those little things so is i think that's a great way to end this episode right when we talk about us as data companies and and leveraging all that data and how we can utilize that to be more efficient. All that is said that at the end of the day, the data needs to be used to make the human element of the experience much more enjoyable. And I think that's so cool that that's the thing that sticks out um, in your mind as a travel story. So uh, Jordan, I really appreciate you coming on. I have one final question as a twin. Um, Are you fraternal identical with Adam?
0: So it's a, it's a tricky question because we never have done the blood test, but we're, we're highly confident that we're identical. Let's put it that way. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you ever have
1: you ever had that moment where like you called Adam and and you felt like he was not feeling well or or whatever that ESP moment where you just called him or he called you in, in a time of need? Have you ever had those experiences? We've had
0: a few of those. We had a, we had one time in college where we had both had girlfriends for like two or three years each, like long term. We were actually, we went to college together, but we were on the same floor in our junior year, but we were like opposite ends of the dorm. Um, And there's probably like 50 dorms in between us. And I went to go to Adam's room to tell him I I had broken up with my girlfriend. There was no, there was no like lead up to this. Like he he wasn't prepared for it. Um, It just kind of happened suddenly. So I went to go walk to his room to tell him. And there was a common room, 25 rooms, 25 rooms, then us on the ends. And we – like Adam was in the common room at the halfway point, and he told me that he had just broken up with his girlfriend. (laughs) Um, So there's that one. And then there's another one where – had Adam over for dinner. I found out my wife was pregnant, and uh, I had Adam and his wife over for dinner. And we went to tell them, and we found out that that day they had found out that his wife was pregnant. And so <laughs> we went on the we went on the the app to see like you know check due dates, and the girls had the same due date.
1: No um,
0: so way. We've we had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. No. As uh, my my twin brother and
1: I are are. um fraternal but we're like a 74% match and we we definitely have those moments like multiple multiple moments where uh he's picking the phone to call me or me him and just like you know they, they needed it and there's no reasonable explanation why you decided to pick up the phone that day but it just happened so I always love to ask that question to twins it's something that uh-huh. everyone jokes is twin to love to help be real and I'm like yeah it, there's just something there because you shared a womb together and uh my brother and I went to college together too we lived apart freshman year. And we're like, nah, we can't do this. So we ended up living together uh-huh. sophomore junior. We, we didn't actually move out until he finally moved away from the Midwest. He went to Fargo for or Colorado for a job and then up to Fargo. And uh-huh. so for 25 years, we lived together. It's easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't pull us apart. So I, I totally get it, um, Jordan. Super cool. How can um, how can our listeners find you? Where can they get involved? Learn more about what you're doing, what Hotel Tech Reports doing. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah,
0: they can connect with me on LinkedIn or uh, HotelTechReport We're constantly rolling out new updates, and so we have some really cool stuff coming in the the next few months here. So keep checking back for uh, for more awesome technology products and stories.
1: Awesome, well, Jordan, really appreciate it. I will make sure to link your LinkedIn and the website for Hotel Hotel Tech Report uh, in the comments. So if you want to get in touch with Jordan, uh, follow up there. Definitely follow along. Uh, Jordan, we're excited to see what's happening. Thanks for being a part of Hospitable, my friend.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again for having me around. Great conversation.
1: Absolutely. And for y'all, make sure you like, subscribe, do all the tier one things to stay in the know. Make sure you click that button on whatever platform you're listening to. Until next time, stay well. Hey!